Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about innovation, motivation, and inspiration. This is episode number 55. And I know, I know it's not the episode that you guys were looking for. We were supposed to have Yuki-san on today, sadly, for some unseen circumstances. Um, we just weren't able to get him on here today, but don't worry, we will reschedule him, and I cannot wait to do a podcast with him in the future. So definitely keep an eye on for that um, and everything else that's coming along the rest of this year. Um, sorry, I had some outside noise that was a little loud threw me off. Um, well, while I wait for a little bit of you guys to come in here, let's um, get into some neon news. First of all, I just want to point out the fact that I have this like, like aesthetically pleasing thing over my bed, and my cat's black, and she's just like chilling, <laughs> and she she just blends in. She actually blends in better with like not the camera. She stands out with the camera, so I got a good camera. But that's beside the point. <laughs> um, as you guys know, I've been able to put music back in the background of these podcasts. And today we have Kid Kaze going. You can go find him on SoundCloud at Kid Kaze. He's on Instagram at the Kid Kaze. Um, and aside from that, last week's Neon Talk, we did have another Vibe episode. Um, that's why, sorry that I'm bringing you guys another one so close together. Um, you know, I like to try to spread them out a bit. Last week's Vibe episode was about BDE and uh, confidence. So BDE is big dick energy. Um, I'm not really going to talk too much about that on this podcast. Um, <laughs> definitely... A different topic than today but if you want to go check that out it is over in our little video tab here on this book so you can go rewatch that and watch me fumble over my words and be awkward as I always am um, and it's guys I'm so excited it's October it's the second week of October it's almost Halloween every day is a day closer to Halloween you know I'm rocking my my Halloween shirt from last year more often than I should, because it looks like I wear it all the time now, <laughs> and um, I'm just super hyped. Uh, I think you guys are really going to love what we've got coming out, uh, limited edition stuff, so stay tuned for that. I will let you know our drop date as soon as we know. Um, and again, Twitch is on its way. We've got our uh, street team members working on some stuff and getting it rocking and rolling, so hopefully we will have Twitch up and running with our... our that with all of our videos hopefully before 2020 so that's that's the goal um so stay tuned for that and as we produce things obviously you know you guys will be updated um not too sure if we're gonna move me on talk though i feel like it should stay on facebook what do you guys think bounced around so much already um and just happy wednesday guys so, <laughs> into the meat and potatoes of today, um, we're talking a little bit more about, um, uh, more of a specific topic that relates to me. Instead of focusing so much on motivation and, and all that fun stuff uh, lately, I figured I'd take it back a step, um, focus a little bit on what makes 
me who I am, which is photography. Um, and something that I always love is also learning and teaching. So I figured I'd take this opportunity to kind of talk about um, the, the just the history of photography. Um, I also think it's an important topic, too, to touch on just due to how things are changing in today's society. Uh, the iPhone 11, you know, just came out with that killer camera. We've got Google Pixel 4s coming out. Um, I mean, hell, even the Samsung S10 camera is amazing. Um, so phone cameras themselves are just rapidly uh, changing the game and I recently had a conversation um, or at least saw a post of a photographer um, friend of mine who talked about you, you know just it DSLRs are going to get pushed out of the way uh, because of these new phone cameras or kind of just that that whole topic so it got me thinking and I figured I'd take a step back so it's actually quite interesting where photography came off. I'm not, I'm trying, I'm going to try not to make this sound like boring and like history class because it's really not. To me, it's fascinating. And to other people who like photography might like learning about photography, this is the, the great best podcast for you. Well, at least this episode. I always try my best. Anyhow. So like start of photography was back in the ninth century, which is insane. Um, which it started off with this um, Arab uh, scientist, uh, Al, Al Hazan, yes, with the invention of the camera obscura. Now, that back in the day was the, the, the pinnacle of being able to transfer images. This is literally a pinhole that someone put in a wall, and on the opposite side of the wall, the image was reversed, but it was reflected. Um, now, I've actually been able to see something like this in person over here in North Carolina. We have the art museum, and they it's been closed for a minute. I don't know if they're doing renovations or what, but um, they have this uh, dome, and it's does the same thing as this camera obscura does except it's from it's called a sky dome and it's the pinholes actually at the top instead of on the side of a building um and it's really cool because it it just literally generate you everything else is blacked it, it's completely black in the room and the only light source is that pinhole and it's literally that the size of a pin and it projects on this huge wall or the floor of this sky dome and it shows you what's above you and what's below you. And it is, it's so crazy. And then back in the ninth century, like they started doing this kind of stuff. So that was just really cool. And this is also how some of the Renaissance artists started uh, making their paintings more realistic and lifelike, like Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci. Oh my God. That's a moment. Um, <laughs> he used to use this to be able to create more depth in his paintings uh, since they were being painted on a 2D surface. Um, so that's kind of insane to me because I always wondered how, it, you know, back in the day, it, the idea of being able to capture something so still for so long, like seeing those Renaissance paintings and being like, okay, the idea of someone actually standing there in the same position for hours is crazy how they were able to capture so much history 
within such a finite tool uh, until this invention started coming along. So in around 1826, the heliograph came into play, um, and it was created by a man um, named Yosef, I'm going to botch this one too, Nyeschniff, um, for, nope, I'm not, nope, 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 I learned, nope, it's no. Uh, he's French, so it, it, <laughs> you can go look him up. Uh, basically what he did was he was able to, um, oh gosh, oh I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. Uh, well, basically he took what someone else had already invented, which his name was, uh, John Henrich Schultz, which he took sil um, like silver, uh, what is it, silver compounds, and realized that where the light hit it, it would actually, the picture would stay there. It would only be temporary though, and it'd end up going away within moments after the picture was like on the wall or wherever this pinhole was projecting it onto. So Yosef, what he did is he basically took the concept of that silver compound and put it on a different uh, medium, like um, paper or now um, every other thing that they used. Um, to figure it out. So, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get too in-depth. So, that was kind of where the 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 photograph was born. Um, it was light basically leaving an, in, like an image on um, a medium through chemical compounds, such as silver and other things. And around, this was around 1839 when the photography was invented, which was pretty cool. Um, and basically after this, after they realized that they could capture an image and leave a still on something, that's when this, basically two guys just kind of went at it and tried to figure out who could make it the best. Um, and that's competition at the end of the day. So there was these two guys, one was British and, um, the other one was French. And basically, the British scientist, Henry uh, Talbot, he took the idea of this photograph and he put it on a medium to where you could be able to make multiple copies of it. And now, while it was cool that you could have multiple copies of one image in a, like, one invention, this other guy, uh, who was French uh, chemist as well, Louis uh, Degree, uh, who was Yosef's partner back in the day. Um, he developed a, uh, I'm botching the name, pronounced pronunciations of all these, so please forgive me. Um, a daguerreotype, daguerreotype? Nope. Nope. But basically what that was is he was able to take that image and put it on um, a medium that, which was actually like a metal plate that made the image sharper. And this was, you know, the little box that held the picture back after everything was transferred into it. If you guys can picture what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> and this ended up, this idea, this invention became more useful than what the British scientists invented only because of the simplicity of it and the fact of the the production and the sharpness of the image, it just took off. And this was the first, I guess you could call it almost a camera, um, that the government let the world use, let it expose to other people in the rest of the world. Um, which was 
pretty cool that photography was kept under wraps for so long until, when was this? I mean, still the late 1800s, you know, until they came up with something with all these chemical compounds that kind of showed what an image was. Um, and now this invention that he made, uh, this like box, this is because of how long back in the day, you know, technology wasn't as advanced as it is now. So the reason why people don't smile in all the photos is because it took about, I mean, two minutes to process one full photo onto that plate. And they even came up with certain inventions to keep people's heads upright back in the day so then they could stay still for the period of time that the photo was being taken, which is pretty weird. Um, but that's why no one really smiled in photos, not just because they weren't happy, and just because it took too damn long to take the photo. So, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> um, but that was pretty cool. So, around 1839, the first selfie was taken, and it, that's kind of when nude photography also started getting played onto, and uh, during... They just, they had fun with cameras and they kept, they kept finding ways to make it more efficient, make it more um, portable because during this time too, even though you had something that the image was reflected on onto this plate, you still had to have a dark room and back in the day carrying around a giant dark room on the back of a, you know, a horse and buggy not even, just horses carrying that around along with the camera and it, how long it took, people wanted a quicker way to get their photo. So this is where, um, uh, right, uh, right, the right person? Hold on. Sorry. Don't want to, I don't want to make the wrong person, name the wrong person. Um, yeah, it was, uh, George Eastman, um, who kind of came around and, and advanced that camera. Now, he was actually the uh, the founder of Eastman Kodak, which was the Kodak um, brand, which was really, really cool. And he basically also took that, he didn't just take the metal image. Um, there were other inventors before him who were able to take that image and they took the idea of this and they made it more efficient, like I was saying, putting them on... Um, thinner paper and just more easily accessible um and this portable camera that kodak came up with kind of played onto those thinner materials that older scientists use to create that more efficient um picture itself so then on top of that you could just take your photo and put it in a sleeve and take it somewhere else to be developed instead of having to carry around this big black, big black dark room. Well, I mean, it is a dark room. Um, big box of a dark room around. You could just bring around this camera itself, take the photos, keep the sleeve, and bring it back to your... Well, once cameras, Kodak cameras were invented, you actually had to ship it back to the factories. But before they were actually brand named as Kodaks, the cameras themselves, you would just have to bring it back to your own dark room and process them yourself. Um, and there was no way to take a copy of a photo at this time. Negatives weren't really a thing. You still had to either take a photo of a photo or you had to take a photo of the same thing again. You couldn't recreate the same image like you can today with this digital technology that we have. Um, 
and around 1925 was when the 35 milliliter um, Lelica one was um, brought around too. This was when people were really able to start taking more of those lifestyle photos and really that's when photography started blowing up just around the area in general. The cameras kept getting smaller and more portable and it was just something that I think a lot of people to this day have still fallen in love with. Um, not just, I think, for the creativity, but for the lifestyle, for branding, for everything now, really. Advertising, marketing. Um, I mean, everybody understands what Instagram's about. It's literally a platform for images, for blogs, personal use, brands, marketing, everything I just mentioned. Um, it's crazy. I mean, thinking about it, the, you know, cameras and photography really has only been around for about 150 years and it, there was a study in 2014 that it was I think it's called a yeah it was like a it was a report um but basically there's like an it was an average of 1.8 billion digital images every single day that are being produced and that's about 657 billion photos a year and that was 2014. So, especially with how much Instagram's boomed and just the concept of everybody kind of wanting to be a photographer. And again, with these phones increasing with their camera sizes and abilities in general, it's just crazy to think that so long ago, back in the 9th century, someone poked a hole in a dark room and was able to reflect the outside, inside, and upside down. And now we're able to do things like Photoshop and create an image that's absolutely mind-boggling because it doesn't even have to be real. We can create images out of not reality. And, I mean, back in the day there was... Let me see, I think I grabbed the date of it. Um, in 1861 was the first time everyone was, anyone considered to use Photoshop. Um, they basically took Lincoln's head, President Lincoln's head, and it put it on a more noble body. Um, I don't know whose body they put it on, and I don't know exactly what image it is. Um, but from some of the research that I read, it sounded, it sounded pretty funny. Um, but I can also, you know, I can see that. Uh, it's just crazy, you know. Being, having to carry around, carrying around equipment is one thing. I've got a backpack that I don't even think, I got a backpack and I think it's huge, but it doesn't fit half the stuff that I feel like I ever need for a photo shoot. But then to think about going to try to take a photo of someone, having my horses, having a trailer with a box that is as big as two boulders and like I don't know it was like a story on probably no yeah roughly I mean it was a pretty decent size and then you also have the camera quit the camera itself on top of it with the tripod having to set it all up having to stand people in the right place and make them stand still for up to two minutes and then right on the spot going and processing the photo because if you didn't the image wasn't gonna stay so you had to develop it right then and there. And the people got the photo. And this process took a hot minute. And nowadays, I mean, one snap of your one snap of your phone camera 
and hop on social media and you can send a photo from halfway around the world. It's, it's mind-boggling. But I think the most important point out of all of this, even though I rambled, I know, a little bit, and I might have mixed up with some of my facts, but I'm, I hope that I got most of them right. I'll fact-check this at the end and uh, write in the comments if I mixed anything up. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest point, really, on all of this is just about change. Um, I think it's really important to just change with your surroundings and know what is around you. Um, know how to adapt to it. Know how to become better at your surroundings in a sense of, depending on what you're doing, of course. Um, you know, another point that I think kind of ties into this a little bit was a another inspirational video I read earlier about just kind of that consistency of, of change. Um, the founder of Lamborghini only became the founder of Lamborghini because he used to own a Ferrari and found all the faults in a Ferrari, told the founder what was wrong with Ferrari. He told you, uh, no, my car is awesome. And the founder of Lamborghini is like, ha, look where they are today. Um, so just don't keep, if you think something can be more efficient, more creative, um, in, in your field, go for it. I've got inventions myself that I've got, uh, cooking up here and I'm hoping maybe one day meeting the right people, having the right mindset, putting them to the test, I can create something that'll also change, um, the world, hopefully maybe the, the photography world too, um, if I can, but you know, out of all this is just so cool. If you guys want to read more into the history of photography or want to know a little bit more about it, let me know. I have more details that I could have gotten into, but I really didn't want to bore you all. And I started to hear myself get bored with myself talking halfway through. So I wasn't going to put you through all that. I, I promise I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> so let me know if you want a part two on this. I know I still owe you guys a part two on the history of video games as well. Um, which maybe we can have with um, one of our stream team members. Um, so I will let you know on that for sure. Um, and if you just want to be on a vibe episode, please let us know. Direct message me, direct message any of our platforms. Um, we'd love to have you on, artist, entrepreneur. Just want to have, have something interesting to really talk about. And just want to get it out there. Just let us know. Let us know so then we can let the world know what you've got to say. Um, so in the meantime, next week we have Lo Gandhi on. Um, he is one of our sponsored artists, newer sponsored artist, a DJ and producer. Um, come out next week to find out what type of genre that he prefers, where he's at, all that fun information that I'm going to get. So thank you all for watching again, um, and uh, I hope to see you next week. Have a great Wednesday, guys. Bye.